10 tips for training teachers and early career teachers to help you get ready and prepare for September. Now the new academic year can be really exciting, but it can also be really nerve wracking. So number one, create a positive classroom environment. Create a classroom environment that is welcoming, that helps students feel safe and included. An inclusive environment, regardless of their background, regardless of their needs. Now, it is important that we need to remain mindful that certain classroom environments can trigger our students. So we need to think about the colours that we're using. We need to think about the amount of visual distraction that there may be in your room and how we lay out our tables, our seating plan. Now, there is a video on my membership site, Tems Teaching Tips, on creating that calming classroom environment for our students that do have specific learning needs. It's also vital to remember that your classroom management, how you manage your classroom, your behaviour management will have the greatest impact on the positive learning environment that you're trying to create. So from the get-go, from day one, it's really important to set those rules and routines, establish them, maintain them and be consistent with how you instill them, how you apply them throughout the term. Because again, we need to be mindful that our, our students have come back to school from five, after five, six weeks off sometimes six and a half weeks off. They've been away from rules and expectations and routines that they've experienced in school the previous year. We need to give them time to settle in. So our students will find it difficult. Yeah, some of our students will lash out. They will, they'll act out because they're trying to get used to these rules and routines, especially with new teachers, if they're new to you this year. So you do need to give them time, but you also need to be consistent and fair and continually instill those in your classroom because that's the only way you're going to create a positive and safe learning environment for your students. Now, again, there is a video in my membership site, Tim's Teaching Tips, on behaviour management. I've got part one and part two to help you in creating and setting up those routines and establishing them and maintaining them throughout the academic year. Now, number two, support network. Create a support network around you of other trainee teachers or other ECTs and your colleagues because they are your go-to people and they will be there to support you and help you throughout the year. Your mentor, they'll give you insights and they'll give you valuable um, advice because the things that you'll go through are the things that they've already been through in their teaching journey as well. So create that support network to help you feel safe and it's good for your well-being, someone to go to, to offload, to chat to, to get advice to about a student or a class that you're struggling with or a lesson that you can't get your head around. Build relationships. So take time to build positive relationships with your students, their parents and guardians, as well as your, as well as your colleagues around you. Because this will create positive school culture where everyone feels safe and feel like they matter and they're making a difference. So take time to build those relationships. Get to know your students. Find out what they like, what they dislike, what their interests are. At my school, each student has a one-page profile that follows them every single year and teachers update it every single year. So I can then look at their one-page profile before I meet them in September and I know already what their interests are and I know what they like and what they dislike so I can set my classroom up in a way to support them and I've already got something that I can talk to them about to start that relationship, build that relationship with them. With parents, if you're struggling in terms of emails, you're worried about how you're going to talk, make that first contact with your parents, if you're ECT2 and you're still struggling with parent contact and you don't feel very confident about it, then again, there is a video in my membership site where I talk about making contact with parents and how to do that effectively. And there's also a draft email sort of template to show you how I've done it in the past. 
Number four, familiarize yourself with the curriculum. That sounds really simple, it does, but take time to understand the curriculum. When I'm teaching the IB curriculum for the first time because I've moved sites, and I've never done it before, so I'm spending time just getting to know the curriculum, finding out what different terms and statements mean, looking at different subjects I need to teach, look at the content. So get your head around the curriculum um, in time for September. When I first started teaching vocational courses over 10 years ago now, I spent time going online and finding free webinars, free courses online that I can do just to get and increase my knowledge and understanding of those courses. And that benefited me so much. Eventually I became vocational and lead in the school and I was in charge of all the qualifications in the school. And so it's really important to go out and find those different courses that you could do to help you build your knowledge and understanding of the curriculum that you will be teaching. Plan engaging lessons number five. Easier said than done, but make sure that when you do plan your lessons, you incorporate a variety of different teaching styles, different activities to keep the students engaged and enjoying the learning. So try not to be monotonous. Try not to do a don't try not to teach like a lecture at the front of the classroom. Move around, incorporate some think, pair and share activities, incorporate some group work as well as independent work. And again, I've got a video on my membership site, 10 Teaching Tips, where I talk about blended learning and how you can use um, different things to help you deliver the content in a much more effective way, as well as how to incorporate IT into your lessons. Number six, organise your resources. Now, even as experienced teachers, we still fall short of this sometimes, <laughs> and we do a last-minute organisation. But it's really important to organise your teaching materials so that they are accessible, they're easy to get to, easy to find, and they're organised clearly to know exactly what you're using when. And now when I taught functional skills, maths and English, I had sheets everywhere and all these little piles, entry level one up to level two. And sometimes I got a bit lost in the lesson, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I got a bit lost. Um, so I have to remind myself to organise things systematically in a way that's easy to find and access to help me stay organised. Now, I love using Google Drive. Because Google Drive is so easy in terms of organising everything. You can have specific folders set out for different things. You can find things a lot easier. You can have links and documents that take you to certain folders and take to certain resources that you have. So look at using Google Drive because it's so effective. It's really, really good to use. Again, I've got um, a video on my membership site on using Google Drive and different shortcuts that you can use to help you reduce your planning time. So if you organise everything effectively and systematically, so it's really easy to access what you need in your lessons. Number seven, seek professional development. Now I mentioned this a little bit earlier about doing online free courses, but look for those, go out and find things that will help you from the get-go in your very first teaching position, your very first training year, even at ECT2 if you've got a new class that you've never um, taught before, new curriculum, never taught before, new subject, new something that's different that you haven't done before. Go and seek professional development in that area. It may be that you haven't done something in your lessons that you need to improve on. For example, inclusive questioning or something that I need to improve on. 
and I went and observed my um, a member of my SLT. I asked, I said, can I please come observe your lessons? Because he was really good at doing this and incorporating this in his lessons. And I went and I observed him and what I saw from his lesson, I implemented my lesson. I implemented it, I copied it, I modelled it and I carried on doing that as a result. And when Austin came to observe me, they thought my lesson was brilliant. So seek those professional development opportunities. Go out there and find things that you can do for free, online courses. Even as a paid course, just take that to your mentor and say, look, I really like to do this course, it would really help me. And just justify the reasoning. And because of budget reasons, of course, you want to make sure that you're actually able to do that course. Or find a member of staff who are, is really good at doing something in their lessons that you need to improve on. Or is really knowledgeable, knowledgeable about a certain area of the curriculum that you have to teach that you don't have as much experience or knowledge in. Reflect and adapt regularly. Reflect on your lessons, identifying what's going well and areas that you need to improve on. And as a trainee in an ECT, you'll do this throughout your training, throughout your ECT years. It's really important to be really open to adapting your approach, changing how you do things to suit your students based on the feedback you get from your mentor, from your observers, but also the outcomes that you're achieving with your students. So don't be scared to adapt and change things. I've had to change so much over my 14 years of teaching. I do not teach the way I taught in my first few years of teaching. It's completely different. You have to adapt and change as a teacher to suit the students who are in front of you, as well as the changes in the curriculum and change all these different strategies that keep coming in place <laughs> to help keep us on our toes. But no, you definitely need to be able to adapt so that you can get the best outcomes for your students and develop your skill set and improve your confidence so that you can then increase your chances of progression. Now, number nine, self-care. Teaching is a demanding profession. It takes up a lot of your time, a lot of your energy. And again, this was something that I fell short of um, a few years ago. But you need to make sure that you take care of yourself. Self-care is so important because if you are not well within yourself, that's going to impact your job, it's going to impact your teaching and therefore impact your students. So it's really important, vitally important that you take care of yourself, prioritise activities that you enjoy doing so that you can recharge your batteries, re-energise yourself so you can be the best version of you for your students and so you enjoy your profession and you don't lose that passion for your profession. Um, again, there's a video on my, on my membership site, 10 Teaching Tips on how to improve your work-life balance um, that goes into more detail in terms of the strategy and things that I did to help me improve my work-life balance. And number 10, this is specifically for ECTs, but start planning your lessons and units well in advance because this will make you feel more confident in the classroom um, it'll, feel, it'll make you feel less anxious and stressed because you've planned a whole, you may even be able to plan a whole term's worth of lessons um, for your classes in advance. But even if, if you're three weeks ahead of yourself, that will help reduce your anxiety so much. I've done this before and I've realised that I've overplanned in areas and sometimes I didn't cover as much as I wanted to do, wanted to in a certain lesson and I was able to recap knowledge and use some of that lesson basically in the next lesson so I could move my lessons forward um, over a longer period of time because I was 
still covering things that I planned beforehand that I couldn't do in my lessons. So I had a bit of a backlog of lessons already planned, ready to go, which made me feel less stressed and less anxious because I already knew where my, my students learning, knew where I wanted my students to get to. I could see the journey of their learning and I had lessons planned in advance so that I wasn't stressing, anxious, worried, and I could then take more time for myself, especially the weekends and the evenings, because I knew I already had things planned and ready to go for my students. So those are the top 10 tips for training teachers and early careers teachers, just to help you ease into your academic year, help you feel less stressed and less anxious, and help you make the best of your year with your students. Thank you.